0: Welcome to Let's Talk. Here we will focus on the hustle, the juggle, and everyday struggle of small business. About their everyday struggles, stresses, and ways they have been able to overcome the challenges of running their business. We welcome questions and comments, so please feel free to email us at admin at We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today on The Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business. I am Thalia Williams, your hostess. We have in the studio today the phenomenal, fantastic, fabuloso Dr. Shantana Robinson, Dr. Bridge Builder. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much, and good afternoon, everybody. That was a fabulous introduction, by the way. I feel very special.
0: Girl, you know you are. (laughs) We're so glad and honored to have you on the show today day. We just want to kind of chop it up a little bit. Let's talk about things that have been going on in the San Antonio area since COVID, during COVID. Now that we're supposedly coming out of COVID. What have you been hearing? What's been in the pipeline? What's been the ear to the ground?
1: Well, you know, a lot has evolved. I like to say over the past 15 months, because that's technically what it has been. It sounds crazy, but I think that now we're in, as I like to consider it, the version of a new normal. So I don't necessarily consider us to actually be on the, I guess you could say the ending part of the pandemic, but more along the lines of the other side of the mountain, if that makes any sense. So where at the beginning of this whole onslaught of the pandemic. It was centered around, you know, oh my God, we're, we're having to close. What do we do? How do I find out about funding? Which is the number one thing that everybody was concerned about. Now that we are technically on the other side, Side, what we're hearing is almost identical, as crazy as it sounds. So people are still concerned about funding. Funding is still a huge one. And also traffic. So now that we are back open or partially open, depending on what industry you're in, how do we get our traffic back? How do right. we get people back into the establishment? And one of the big things that a lot of businesses um, were talking about is like, yes, we're so happy that we're able to you know, to open back up, people Wanted to open back up, but people forgot the big picture. And the big picture was well, once these businesses open back up, are there staff? You know, actually going to come back as well because a lot of people still are kind of on the fence as far as going back into certain work environments, particularly if they're coming in contact with customers on a regular basis and then you have the different guidelines that are ever-changing for a small business owner so that is like a, I guess you could say another little cherry on top (laughs) that business owners have to be concerned with. But funding and that's funding on the loan side um, the grant side of the house is still huge. And so are what we consider professional development resources for business owners. So we still have a lot of businesses who are calling to find out um, how to put their business plan together, right? Because back when the businesses were open um, with their normal hours, I guess you could say pre-pandemic, the main focus was the front of the house, getting the business up and running and just running with it. But as businesses began to slow or in some cases shut down, um, you had a lot of business owners who had that time. And wanted to actually gain that knowledge. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I want to apply for this grant, but it's telling me that I should have like a business plan never put together a business plan. Why should
0: I? Because I've been running so well without right, one. Right,
1: right. And some people are like, well, you know, I didn't need a business plan because I, you know, self-funded. And I was told when you self-fund, you don't need a business plan. Which is strange because I'm a huge proponent, and regardless of how you fund it, you should have a business plan. Because I just consider it like a stepping stone and actually like a, a guide for you as a business owner to make sure that you're hitting those different milestones that are so important and impactful for your business. Because ultimate goal is not for you just to, you know, survive. The goal is for you to thrive in Correct. the long run. Um, so I think those, as I call them, IDPs or Individual Development Planners, um, just as a whole for business owners, have been very impactful on the individual side of the house and then the funding and the loan side has been very impactful for the business as a whole so a lot of business owners have been attending um different resource events which are still a lot of them are still virtual there are a few that are actually in person now Um, and then there's different cohorts and just resources that are available to them like the helm project and then you have the maestro center with their program that they're rolling out with um, which actually has a grant at opportunity at the end so make sure y'all check that out Um, so there's just these really cool things that everybody have that they're rolling out with that's just extremely impactful for business owners no matter what stage that they're in and that's something else to take into consideration too because you have a lot of people who were working on what I consider like your regular nine to five positions when the Organization that they were at either took a hiatus or they put them on deferment. That was one of the keywords, key trigger words. words. <laughs> yeah. um, during this pandemic, a lot of people were like, "You know what? I have this hobby that I've always loved. Now is the time, right?" Because they have the time to actually focus a little bit better on it. And in some cases, it was a situation where it was feast or famine. So my paycheck is gone, but I've always been great at baking. Mm-hmm. I bake on a regular basis for my church. Everybody loves my cakes. People have paid for me but it was just a hobby now is the time right that i need to take it full steam ahead and we've actually had some small businesses that have actually made that leap mm-hmm. and some of them are actually doing better than they were when they were working nine to five so they're like i'm not even going back well now they have <laughs> got the energy and
0: the time to focus on it whereas before it's like okay i'll get it in it fits in where i can get it in
1: yes Exactly. Yes, okay. it's very, very true. And not only that, I think it's um, tied into the situation where self-care, which became a buzzword during all of this, is so important. So in other words, when you have the time where you actually can relax, get the right amount of sleep, you have a tendency to be better focused, right? So you see the big picture more, you have a clearer understanding of what is actually ahead of you, and then you start planning. We're not in that go, 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 go mentality where I got to get everything done because I got to be in the bed by this time and I gotta wake up at 5 o'clock to fight two hours of traffic type of deal where you are able to actually take a moment, pause, and breathe you can actually develop a better understanding for what lies ahead right path pathways are so important um, mm-hmm. for individuals as a whole so you're you're seeing an in just an onslaught of business owners who are startups during the pandemic and a lot of people you know think that's one of the most strangest things they've ever heard of it's like how do you have people you know starting a business in the middle of a pandemic
0: sometimes it's out of necessity exactly yeah, yeah. they
1: got bills to pay yeah. yeah and then you know sometimes it's just we got free time let's take it stab at it and see what happens and quite a few of the those businesses you know are extremely successful you have businesses that actually saw growth during the pandemic I can attest to that myself you know Mm -hmm. um, with my business it's on the consulting and marketing analysis side of the house but because of the industry that I'm in Mm -hmm. it just played into the whole situation with the pandemic Mm -hmm. Um, so there are certain businesses that actually thrive during this pandemic and
0: those who were able to thrive sometimes they had to pivot it wasn't all about startups That's very true. It was about established businesses determining, okay, I'm not ready to die yet. I invested too much. Exactly. How can I pivot?
1: Yes, yes. And
0: that pivoting is what allowed them to take it to another level, a different aspect, viewpoint of it. Yes. And now it's like, I don't think I want to go back to the old model.
1: That's true. Yeah. People are finding it very interesting to utilize like all of the different tech features and gadgets. I actually had a conversation with someone this morning and she actually had no idea how to actually set up PowerPoint. She was like, and she's like, I know that sounds crazy because everybody's talking about Zoom this and Zoom out of here. I was like, it's just Zoom. But but she was like, I'm not even for sure how to even work PowerPoint. She says, I feel so behind, but I just never had to use it before. But now that I want to actually put together a presentation, this is like step one for me literally putting my feet into the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, so having those business owners that are, as you just mentioned, pivoting and asking those questions to figure out how to pivot is so impactful because I think what a lot of businesses are going to realize is that once they pivot to a tech side of the house, they are going to be able to do what I consider like a hybridized version of their business, Correct. right? So you're still going to be able to meet people face to face, but you're also going to be able to offer more virtual um, business for those virtual clientels. You know, you have business um, owners or potential clients from all over and not just in your, your local community. And some of those businesses that you would think would kind of be like they have to have people walking in are some of the ones that are most successful when they pivot correctly. So I've had that conversation on a regular basis. Pivot correctly. Yes. That's the key. Because
0: you have to know what platform will work with the industry and the business that you have. Yes. Because we knew or we know that a lot of the restaurants started drive through Mm -hmm. who didn't really have a drive through. Uh, functionality right mm-hmm. okay and that is a pivot for them and then some of those restaurants that said okay well we can't use all the supplies we have why don't we look at selling them mm-hmm. or either donating them yes. and using our station or using our restaurant as a drop-off point yes. or a pickup point yes mm-hmm. so key is pivoting correctly.
1: Yes, and I think that was just very impactful to see those restaurants um, make what I would consider like a version of a bodega. I'm very familiar with those in New York where you will have like a restaurant on both sides and then right in the middle of it is like a version of a farmer's market that sells the same stuff that you would find at those restaurants because it's all the same family. It's like a Mm catch-all. So when we had those restaurants here that actually started doing that, it was very beneficial to them that they saw the big picture even some of the cities here like in Austin they rolled out with a really cool program specifically for restaurants where they would help you with a whole entire guide on how to actually pivot your business that traditionally was within four walls and actually set up a patio and outdoor station um, that could service your clientele as well and I It was so detailed to the point they actually put what type of screws to actually look for for the build out and where to go and get kits from. Um, So stuff like that is what I love to share with small businesses, because I'm a firm believer that when one of us, you know, thrives, we all thrive. Um, And having them have access to that guide completely for free, Texas Restaurant Association, that's where y'all can find it, just in case you're curious, um, is important, you know, for them as restaurateurs, because we never want small businesses businesses to think, you know, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Correct. And that's where, you know, organizations like Lifeline, WBC, People Fund, the list can go on, PTAC, um, fills in the gap. Um, and that's when you go to my website, that's one of my favorite sayings tied into my business. We help you fill in the gap. And that's what I mean by that. It is making sure that, you know, if for some reason a falters, we're able to get you to C, D, E, and F. Correct. Um, we don't want you to stop.
0: Right. And the thing is, San Antonio has such a vibrant business yes. ecosystem mm-hmm. that so many people don't know about Very and true. because San Antonio is a military town yes, it is. you get people who come in from all over the world mm-hmm. coming here some of them are going to basic training some of them are coming here for assignments mm-hmm. some of them are retiring here yes. and the spouses be it a male or a female like we're well, we going to be here for two years or three years I really want to live this dream right. how do I do that mm-hmm. and they don't know where to start it's like where do I go where do I start mm-hmm. and podcasts like this and then the various opportunities and agencies that are out there need to make themselves known. But the key becomes you don't know what you don't know. Sure. And, and that's the challenge with getting the information out mm. because lift fund mm-hmm. WBC mm-hmm. women's mm-hmm. business center, mm-hmm. um, launch essay, mm-hmm. all of these are well kept secrets mm-hmm. for those that are coming in from the outside. Mm-hmm. But the challenge then becomes, okay, I'm analysis paralysis. There's so much coming at me yes. or there's so much to do. Where do I start? What end of the elephant do I start at?
1: <laughs> I like that. I might use that. One. <laughs> what end? I love it. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things that a lot of businesses have actually told me that come from other states is that Texas is one of the most um, small business friendly states that they've been in. And it has just a plethora of resources. But just like you said, it's like, I don't even know where to begin. Like, what do, what do I start with? So one of the things I always tell business owners is to, of course, what is the niche that you're actually, you know, trying to focus on? Because that'll tell you a lot about the path that you should possibly take in most cases. Um, so if you are a person that is, say, a hairstylist and you're looking to literally build up, you know, your hairstylist business and actually get a space, then nine times out of 10, you probably would not necessarily try down the Texas Restaurant Association, right? However, you'll probably track down the Women's Business Center because the person may be female, your main clientele may be female as well. If you're looking to open up the shop on the east side, you probably will want to contact Sage. But I think one of the biggest things that a lot of people will run into, as you mentioned, all of the stuff that I just said, they would have to have somebody tell them, right? Mm -hmm. They're not just automatically going to land in San Antonio and be on the east side and be like... I want a location. I think I need to get in contact with Sage because they got a storefront grant, right? Right. (laughs) So I think that it's important as people move into the community, that becomes part of that networking side of the house, right? I always tell people that your network can determine your net worth, and I'm a firm believer in that. So... If you want to, you know, venture out and open up these different businesses and just get involved in the community, you literally have to get involved in the community. You have to ask those questions. I'm a firm believer that there's there's only so many handouts that people can actually come forward for. Sometimes you have to literally put the bridge right in front of you. Right. So in other words, you literally have to get on the horn. You got to Google because Google is your friend. Um, And so many of us use Google already for everything else. It's like, well, if you can Google where a movie theater is. You can Google where a club is. You can Google about business resources, right? And yeah. find out about those different resources that are in your community. Um, and nine times out of 10, when people ask me, how do you find out about all this stuff? And I'm like, believe it or not, if it's not from an actual group that I am affiliated with, it is because I am highly active in different business resource pages. So Mm -hmm. I will go to Sage's page just to make sure I'm up to date on their newsletter that they have going on. And I don't even live on the east side Mm -hmm. but because of all of the people that I come in contact with, I still need to be informed about what they're doing. Or when I have somebody that calls from like the west side of San Antonio or the north side, I can still tell them, well hey, have you heard about A, B, C, and D Mm -hmm. that's potentially happening in the area where you're looking to possibly open your business. Something as simple as business owners having a clear understanding of if you... Go to the southeast side of San Antonio. Your square footage is going to be a lot more affordable than if you were to go outside of Loop sixteen oh four. For them, you know, it's they're brand new, so they don't they don't gauge that. Right. Whereas somebody like myself, who's been here forty plus years, tell them my age. Um, they <laughs> they they will not know that, but I will, right? So I think them having access to resources, including podcasts like this they're able to literally build a complete picture but they're definitely going to have to come to the table in order to find out about those different resources I always tell people there's no such thing as a strange question you just have to ask
0: true enough mm-hmm. and because San Antonio is so vibrant with so many different flavors yes. and personalities and different sides of town because the east side is definitely different than the north side yes. and the south side mm-hmm. definitely different than the west side Very true. and depending on where you land yes. where you your home is that's going to kind of shape your view Mm -hmm. of the city. True. True. And unless you're able to network or understand how to network, in the area in which you're in, you might still miss out on some of those resources. That's
1: true. Very because
0: true. the vibe on the south side is definitely different than the north side.
1: Very true. It is. It, I still have people that tell me they didn't know that San Antonio has over 30 chambers. They think that's that, the most that, craziest thing. I know, <laughs> girl, you too. I told them that they went, how y'all do that? And I went, you'd be surprised. <laughs> so there, there are a lot of chambers here. But I said, but what makes it so interesting is that each one of those chambers has their own unique feel and in some cases you'll even find out that each of those chambers actually caters to a specific industry like they'll be heavy on the tech side of the house Mm -hmm. or they'll be heavy on what I consider financials yes I would say financial Mm -hmm. side and insurance side of the house so and with that being said business owners then turn around and say well you know a lot of those different organizations and associations have like a membership fee I said well here's what you do you go to their actual website you dig around for their events whether it be virtual or in person it's completely up to you you know Mm -hmm. whether or not you decide to go but go to one of their events a lot of the things that they host is open to the public get a feel Mm -hmm. right Yep. So just because you're on the South side does not necessarily mean you need to just belong to organizations that are only on the South side. Right. Right. So you want to find something that fits within your scope and also something that actually fits within you personally, because Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll walk into a room and you can gauge it as a business owner. You're like, you know what? This doesn't. Really, as I say, meet my jam. <laughs> Maybe I should try another association or um, either try breakfast yes. if you
0: go to an after work mixer yes. versus going to a lunch di- lunch mixer yes, because, because it's going to be different, don't, totally different. <laughs> you know, because I found that the vibe is different in the morning than it is in the evening, yes, at least here in San Antonio. Very true, because it's like I'm a business person, I need to get in, get my information, get, get out, out, meet, and move. Mm-hmm. Lunch, okay, I can kind of meander a little bit, but you know, I. I still got somewhere to go after work it's almost like hair down
1: drinking hand whatever i'm not no what yeah it okay. was supposed to end at nine and it's 11 o'clock right. and everybody's still there right exactly <laughs> and i'm going
0: mm, you're not necessarily what i want to meet right but mm-hmm. if you're a social person maybe the evening vibe is better for you exactly if you're not a morning person
1: exactly very true very true and i think that that's definitely something for people to consider but remember all of that is considered like framework or foundational work For business owners, because you have certain situations where even just the business owner themselves, they don't have an understanding of that because they're not a people person. I've even had people tell me that. They're like, Mm -hmm. I'm an introvert. Oh, but you're running a business that's based on customer service. So how (laughs) can that be? Yes. Mm -hmm. And you want it to grow. Exactly. Yes. You want to reach your target market. So it's like, okay, so that's, let's back up and have that conversation first before we talk about anything else because that is so important, especially now with us, you know, on this tail inside, I'm crossing my fingers as I say that, of this pandemic, being able to actually build that target market, reach your actual individual people that you should, but still having a clear understanding of what it is that you're getting into. And also, you know, tying into it, like the situation I had this morning, having a clear understanding that even though you had a conversation on Monday and it was about, you know, an event that you're planning in two weeks, in two weeks with everything that's going on, you might actually have to bring it back and start back over from scratch and do something that's virtual Mm -hmm. so having a plan B and C in some cases is even more important than it was last year uh, for a lot of business owners and I think something else that I definitely want to make sure people are aware of is hard conversations right what I have seen with a lot of the businesses is finance right we have no situation we don't have a problem with asking for funding or saying hey where's the grants but when it comes to submitting the documentation or actually filling out the documentation, that's a whole nother animal. It's like, okay, I want $200,000, but why are you asking me for my taxes for the past five years?
0: Because I don't trust you. (laughs) I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. I mean, you know, we need some skin in the game. We need some traction. We need some proof that you're a legitimate business and you're going to utilize this a good way in or or in a manner that's gonna be beneficial. Exactly. Because if I'm loaning you two hundred K, we got to have something in the game. Exactly. A business plan. Oop some sort of roadmap. Yes. Did it show me that you know
1: how to get from point A to point B. Exactly. And I think that's, the, as I call it, those are those those un- uncomfortable situations and conversations that a lot of business owners do not want to, you know, have. Like I tell people all the time, their business is their baby, and so they don't want to just trust their baby with anybody. It's like, I don't want to get naked. I actually did a webinar, and it was actually called that, I Don't Want to Get Naked. And oh, I'm it,
0: sure you had a whole lot of folks on the I, line, didn't you, girl?
1: I, I did, and it was about business owners who literally, don't want to have the uncomfortable conversations or i.e. getting naked Mm -hmm. right about their business exposing themselves having those hard conversations you know having no problem saying yeah i've been in business 10 years but i I don't have a cpa or i've been in business for eight years but i have never had an actual business bank account it's still up under my personal name come on now right right Mm. and see and then when you go to the next level like you're trying to apply for sam which is the system for awards management because you want to get government contracts and you're like well I don't understand why they're not you know approving me into the, the system well it's because like the business is in your Doesn't name have a and it's not have business bank account right. you don't have an EIN number you don't you have, have your social yeah. yeah and so that's that getting naked right mm-hmm. that we have to have a conversation with ourselves The resources are there, right? Business owners just have to take their leap. And sometimes the conversations may get a little bit difficult, but they need to be had in order for them to progress and to actually thrive. question
0: is, is it a business or is it a hobby?
1: That's true, too, because there are some hobbyists out there. And I commend them. There's nothing wrong with being a hobbyist, but I think they have to have a clear understanding that they are a hobbyist, right? Mm -hmm. So, in other words, if you... Love T-shirts, by the way. But if you make T-shirts and you're building a business off of T-shirts, but you only make three T-shirts every month and it's for family and friends and that's it. Is that really, you know, a T-shirt business compared to Sally Sue, who literally has like a full industry grade, you know, T-shirt printing machine. And she sells like 500 shirts in a weekend at a festival and has her business name and all of that registered with the bank. And she's gone full throttle. And she has a regular, you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five. So one of those individuals is a hobbyist and they're great at it. Then you have Sally Sue, who literally is building a full, you know, thriving business. And their approach is going to be completely different. So I think that that's something, too, that business owners have to be aware of because I have seen just an onslaught of people that love to say, I'm a business owner, right? But they only sold like two items, right? And or they-, they
0: don't have business taxes. Yes. They don't have that Schedule C.
1: No, they do not. <laughs> uh, and as crazy as it sounds, Schedule C was like really turned into a bad word with me during this pandemic. And the reason why is because you have so many people who were applying for like PPP and not to go down the tax rabbit hole, but when they would um, have be registered as like an LLC, just like a single member. So it's just them. Mm-hmm. But for tax purposes, they registered as an S-Corp, right? Because you're mm. trying to save on those. Taxes. That's uh, what it comes down hmm. to. When they come back and they're trying to get all their paperwork together for PPP, they're like, Well, I can't find my Schedule C. Well, it's because you're not gonna have a schedule C. Because you're taxed uh, as an escort. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so then they look, you know, strange. You're like, Well, that doesn't make any sense. I'm still, you know, Escort, uh, but it's still just me, and so having those conversations once again getting naked
0: mm-hmm.
1: with the business for some is a little bit hard. So yes, the Schedule C is your friend, I promise. And for the record, for P P P forgiveness, be mindful you're going to have to have a copy of your Schedule C, your 941s, your K form, all of that plays into a uh, factor. And something else that happened this week that's big too, revolving around P. PP Forgiveness is that the portal is open and when I say the SBA portal remember that that portal is only open for businesses that uh, received 150,000 or less so if you received more than that you cannot I'm going to the portal sorry Uh, it's for the businesses that receive 150 or less and your financial institution also has to have registered as well. And there's like 700-plus banks that are on that list. And all of that can be found on the actual SBA's website, so you can make sure that you meet all of the qualifications before you go down the rabbit hole and then get that screen that pops up and says access denied.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's so critical because... Yes. If you don't know what you don't know, you don't know what to do. True. So information definitely is powerful and knowledge is is powerful. Mm -hmm. Also having the power five, I like to call it. Yes. In your back pocket, so to speak, or Mm -hmm. as your board of directors. Yes. If you're unable to have a
1: board of directors.
0: Right. So you have your CPA. You have your banker. Mm -hmm. You have your insurance agent. Yes. You have your...
1: Bookkeeper is another it's, one that's in there as well. Mm-hmm. And I also include mentors as well. Yes.
0: yes. Mm-hmm. Those are key people that can help keep you mm-hmm. on track. Exactly. And help mitigate some of the challenges that you run with. Because mm-hmm. that attorney is viable when it comes to doing contracts. Mm-hmm. That CPA is viable for helping pulling documents. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have somebody who does your bookkeeping. Yes. And they mm-hmm. do it correctly. Yes. That banker is the one that you want to go to. Hey, Joe, you know, I really need that PPP loan. Can you get me in? Exactly. Sure, Paul will call in. I just come to the office on Monday right. versus going to the website and it crashes.
1: Yes, yes. And see, and that was something that happened, too, with this whole situation with the pandemic. We saw an an increase of what is considered just, like, online banking. Um, and a lot of these online banks, they don't have a physical location, nor do they have, like, a physical person that you mm-hmm. can talk to. It sounds true. crazy, but it's true. And some of them were actually um, doing PPP. And so we have individuals that will call um, over to the SP. A side of the house and they have questions they're it's like well actually you know this is going to be handled through the financial institution that you're working with. And quite a few of those places actually have already shuttered. Really? Um, yes, as crazy as it sounds. That's scary. Yes, uh, very much so. Um, And also something, too, with business owners um, with these different apps, right? Mm-hmm. So you have PayPal is the one everybody is familiar with, um, but just as a whole. But there are some others that are out there, too. My only caveat, I guess you could say, um, in relation to the funding apps that are out there, be mindful of the what if. So in other words, at the end of the day or the end of the month, how easy is it for you as a business owner to get your funds, right? Do they drop into your bank account? Do they specifically say, hey, we don't offer bank um, banking for small business owners, but go ahead and open up an account in your personal name and you're covered. We actually have had that happen more than once but a specific app program. Please don't do that. Um, Ask those hard questions because what's going to end up happening is if you are applying for funding, whether it be a grant or a loan, one of the questions is tied to your financial institutions. When we call that financial institution that you list and they're like, we don't we don't even do business banking. We have no way of proving that, right? So that throws you out to the wolves. So please make sure that you're mindful of that as a business owner as well. So undoubtedly. Rabbit hole
0: in itself, girl. That ain't a rabbit hole. That's a volcano <laughs> pit. You
1: know it is because we have some small business owners where they have substantial amount of funds and they're literally having to prove that they are a business um, too. And it's been ongoing for like three, four weeks. People have about twelve thousand dollars in some cases. That's that's theirs, but they yeah, do cash app ain't the one. No, <laughs> cash app ain't the one. It
0: ain't. It, no, that's not what it's designed four. to do. No, it's not. No, go ahead, bite the bullet, get the free. E- I N number. Yes. And attach it to your business. That's legitimate. Correct. Because you've registered it.
1: Yes. I love <laughs> and, how you said that. Right.
0: That way you can be able and be positioned. Yes. To apply for the grants. Exactly. For the loans or whatever you need in order to sustain your business. Take it to the next level. Exactly. Yes. Because ultimately you got into it obviously to make money right. you're doing very well with it but what if you want to grow it what exactly. if you want a brick and mortar you've been all on all this time but now you decide you want a brick and mortar mm-hmm.
1: yeah and, and that's a, a, all of that plays an impactful role if you do not have what I consider those foundational tools just in place in the long run it can come back to bite you so that's literally. why it's, it, it's better to just go ahead and start off on the good foot as I like to say and not have to go back um, and start all over again but that's just some of the things that we have ran into to um, just during this time with the PPP, um, just general loan and just topics in general, um, getting people exposed to grant opportunities as you mentioned, um, even with those, you still have to have your ducks in a row um, to apply and then you have situations where okay, well I haven't ran my business in five years but I started it back up and I still want to apply it's like okay, well we, we need something some taxes, some returns and for the record, even if you didn't not have any sales, particularly in the state of Texas. You still need to submit your quarterly, you know, reports, you know, to the Secretary of State. They want their money. <laughs> that they do, and the, and the franchise yes, report. Yes, the comptroller does not play about his coins. So please make sure in um, your. Whichever state you may be in, I can only specifically speak for Texas. In the Texas area, this quarterly, quarterly estimated sales tax needs to be going, you need to turn those in. And then that franchise is another one. And be mindful, too, with your LLCs, with the franchise tax that they have, it is, I believe it's a million dollars and under. You're actually zero. So, do that please because if you don't you'll actually end up with a fine of $50.
0: Yeah, I
1: mean it's 50 bucks, but still that $50 is business cards for some business owners so all you have to do is just zero out <laughs> that form and then submit it right back unless you have over a million dollars in sales and yeah then you need to go ahead and fill it out with the correct information but for those smaller mom and pop businesses that have not hit that million dollar mark it's quick, it's fast and you can get that done um, I can't speak for everybody but mine is normally in July um, when it's normally due. So just be mindful of that and also be mindful of your estimated taxes, because that is a way that you can make sure that you do not um, end up in a situation where you're caught at the end paying thousands of dollars in taxes. Please pay your um, estimated taxes quarterly uh, on your business to the IRS. I mean, in most cases, people say, well, I don't know exactly how much it's going to be. I tell people kind of just float between 15 to 17 IRS has a form that's online that you can actually download and do the computation. I'm just a person that likes a calculator. Um, So, (laughs) fill in the information. But the Think about that is you would rather send in something than nothing at all, right? So even if you send $200 every single quarter, you know, that's 800 bucks that you have already taken care of on the IRS side of the house. So when your annuals come around, hopefully you have that $800 that's already, you know, in hey. the system, right? Yeah. And you don't have to worry about That side of the house. Now, it may be a little bit more that you have, but at least you know 800 of it is already taken care of. Right, you
0: don't have to come up with $800 right before Christmas. Yes,
1: and something else, too, that I tell people that's very important with taxes and just overall payments, whether it be on the state level or through the IRS, businesses should have, um, depending on how they are situated, so I'll speak from the perspective, I guess you could say, of a solopreneur, solopreneur, entrepreneur. They go by numerous titles. Single member LLC. So you should technically have what I consider three accounts that set up for your bank that's revolving around your business if you fall within that boat. So you'll have your checking is your primary checking, your primary savings, and then a draw account or a personal savings, depending on how you have it structured. The savings account for the business is where all of the funds go for your taxes or any kind of large surprise purchases or payments that you just were not expecting. So in essence, you will not feel that hit because it comes out of your savings. So monthly, towards the end of the month, when you have all of your invoices that have cleared, round the 20th 25th that's the time that you literally take a good size draw out of your checking because everything else is already clear for the month and push it into your business's savings account so you can do 10 to 20 percent of whatever is in the checking comes out goes automatically into your savings so when the quarterlies come around for your taxes you don't even have to worry about filling it out of your checking account because you take it right out of the savings and the same thing is true with having an individual savings account or a draw that's attached to your checking account that's in your own specific name as a business owner. So you can, as I always I say, pay yourself, of course, in another account, but you should have an actual savings that's attached to it, too. And that savings can serve as a version of a nest egg, as well as your own version of a benefits pack. So even though I'm single member, I still have my own um, 401k that's set up through my business. And small business owners, that's something that they definitely need to consider, because a lot of times we get so busy with just getting everything just up and running that we forget, you know, 20, 25 years down the line my business is going to be successful but I might be ready to retire Retire. right and that's where that financial planner comes in yes because they're going to be the ones and shout out to Chase uh, because they were the ones who said you know what Dr. Robinson make sure you know you got A, B, C and D we see you got benefits package from your previous employers but what about you know MFAD does MFAD have a package and I'm like actually at this point it doesn't but I think you might be on to something and so having that conversation seeing what the offerings is and in and, and all honesty it's not even a huge hit and I think that's something that kind of scares people because they think that you know it's going to be like you know a thousand dollars a month coming out of their budget that goes into a benefits pack when it's not in some cases you can find it for under a hundred dollars depending on how you have them structured um, just have that conversation as you just mentioned with a financial planner get that knowledge because even as a small business owner, if it's just you, if you're married, something happens to you, your spouse needs to be protected, right? Um, or if a situation, if you're a vet, you go through the box Center, business, uh, Veteran Business Outreach Centers. Those box Centers are important because not only do you have grant opportunities, but they can tell you about other benefits that you can also put in place for your spouse, for any of your independents, uh, or I should say dependents that you have that are so important. So That's a whole nother subject in itself. But yeah, that side of the house, the benefits is extremely important. And that's why having those accounts set up properly ties into the business being successful. You won't feel those hits and you won't have sleepless nights worrying about how you're going to pay your taxes because it's already in the savings. It's squared away. Yes, I love that. I don't even cut that check, girl, cut (laughs) that check. (laughs)
0: And be done with
1: it. And be done. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And see,
0: that's where that power five comes in because they can guide you in that because these are questions you might not think of, but they'll broach them to you. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Yes. What about this? What about that? And that is a part of your board of directors, your mentors that can help guide and direct you. You don't have to be in contact with them every
1: day. Exactly. Every
0: month. It may be just quarterly. It may be biannually. Right. But they are the ones that help you stay on track. Yes. You may meet with them in January this is the plan I'm laying out so between the attorney the lawyer or rather the attorney the bookkeeper the CPA mm-hmm. the insurance guy the financial planner we this is the plan yes you check back in Jan in June hey are we on track mm-hmm. yes no okay where do I need to go to get back on track exactly then you do it again maybe in November December right before tax season mm-hmm. then you start the process all over again and before you know it You will have seen substantial growth because you've been on a trajectory Mm -hmm. of success by making sure like when you steer your car, you just don't take the hands off the steering wheel. (laughs) <laughs> you got to guide that a little bit, because if not, you be to ran into the back of a semi or hit the curb or something. No, we, we don't want that. We don't no, want that. That's no, dangerous. That's very
1: dangerous. So Dude, I, I always tell people it's about making your money work for you and you not necessarily working for your money. It sounds crazy, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And a lot of your, you know, your one percenters and your wealthier individuals, that's something that they they live by. It's about investing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about, um, as I consider it, showboating or literally just picking up more, picking up more, trying to do more, trying to do. You're trying to do more, but there's still only 24 hours in a day and 365 days in a year. So mm-hmm. well, with that being said, you have to find a way to make your money work for you. Work smarter, not harder. Come right. on now.
0: Warren Buffett has said something that I thought was phenomenal. He said, either you make money when you, while you sleep or you'll die making money. So, make money while you sleep, mm-hmm. or you'll keep working literally until you die. Mm-hmm. So, your money's supposed to be working for you yes. while you're sleeping those multiple streams of income does yes. not mean that you have to be on those multiple streams of income. They need to be working for you. That passive mm-hmm. income, make it work for you. Mm-hmm. Acorn is one of the best ways I've found. And there are others Yeah, where, you know, it's like you roll up the money and it's $5 to start and it just disappears. Mm-hmm. Just, you don't even notice it. Mm-hmm. How many of us go to Starbucks and spend more than $5 on a coffee? Very true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or you have a happy meal and we don't even call them happy meals. because no yeah. They're almost $10. Oh my God. <laughs> okay.
1: Look, so, I'm like, Jesus, $10. Yeah. You know, $2, and you got a free little toy. I'm back, telling my age. Yeah, again. you are. You. <laughs> I love
0: it. <laughs> but um, reality is, you can spend mm-hmm. the $5 that you can save yes. so easily and not even miss it. Mm-hmm. Skip a latte at that company. Right. Skip mm-hmm. a, a happy meal, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't go out to dinner that particular week. Right. And save it. Mm-hmm. Very true. So that your money can make money for you so that it works harder mm-hmm. and you work smarter. smarter.
1: Come on now. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. ma'am. That's And that's what it's about because when you start laying that foundation and putting those, you know, different nuances into play, you definitely will see your business start to grow. And something else, too, that I tell business owners on an ongoing basis is you have to have some type of a plan. Right? So you can't just wake up one day and just be like, I'm going to be successful. Okay, that's great. But but what's the plan? Because you never know when something is going to literally just throw a wrench into what it is that you're trying to do. Pandemic. Anyone. <laughs> pandemic. Anyone. Anyone. Pandemic. Right? right? And so that's why it's important for you to have more than one way, as my mama used to say, to skin a cat. She's country. I'm country, too. So she used to say that all the time. And it's very true. So in other words, it happened. It the pandemic what happened with the business? Were you able to actually pivot? Did you literally wake up the next day and be like, okay, it's a pandemic, here's what I got, type of deal. Some businesses, literally, they were able to do it quickly, while others, it took them a little bit, but they got the wheels rolling and they moved on. And then others were just like, yeah, I don't even know. This is my out. I've been trying to get out. This has just made it easy for me. (laughs) That's true, very true, because there was quite a few businesses that were like that as well. Um. So, And I tell people all the time, you have to have have to have to enjoy what it is that you are attempting to do because you will find so many business owners that will want to start a business thinking that it's just easy. Yeah, Uh I know how to make
0: cakes and everybody say my cakes are great and they're delicious and everything Mm -hmm. like that and it seems so simple. That's why I said, is it a hobby? Or is it a business? That's true. Because some folks find when they start really digging into what it takes to run a business, they go, oh, no, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I just keep it as a hobby, Mm -hmm. do my little hustle on the side and And keep my nine to five. right?" Mm -hmm. But for those others, it's like, okay, it's well worth it. I'm willing to take that leap. I'm willing to put in the work. Mm -hmm. The sacrifices that are made, is my family ready for it? Am I ready
1: for it? Exactly. Some sleepless nights, some of those ups and downs. True, very true. Because you'll have seasons. I tell people that all the time, I'm like, You're going to have seasons in your business, and don't panic. That's something else to make sure that you're mindful of, too, as a business owner. So you'll have seasons where you're literally doing fantastic, everything's great. You'll have seasons where you're like, where is everybody? I've been ghosted. I've been ghosted. (laughs) Did somebody write a bad article about me? Let me check my reviews. So (laughs) so you have to be mindful of that as well. And speaking of reviews, be mindful of your social activity, because that ties into your business as well, too. So when you are, you know, whatever the business industry is that you may be in, just be mindful of like your uh, Google business page, Facebook page, Instagram. It's hard to run a business and not have something on social media, right? Depend-
0: and it doesn't have to be on every
1: platform. No, it does be not. clear. Very much so. Like my business, MFAD Creative Group, we don't have an Instagram page. People think that that's funny. I'm like, but my target market can find me on Facebook, my main website, Google Business, I said, and LinkedIn. That's literally where we live. Whereas somebody who is is heavy on like the makeup side of the house they're not worried about linkedin right Mm -mm. because that's not where their potential target market is they want you to see their beautiful face and their makeup that they do so of course they're going to be on instagram Mm -hmm. so you don't as you just said you do not have to be on every social media matter of fact please don't
0: really because whatever (laughs) you start you need to keep up with that's
1: the point haven't you been to places where it's like the last post was 2017
0: yes 2018 Mm -hmm. maybe 2019 yes also People, if you have a website, make sure that the copyright date is the current year, not 2020, not
1: 2015.
0: Oh. I'm just saying, <laughs> as a marketer myself, that's one of the first things I look at. I go to the bottom of the page to see if it's updated. Yes, Because if you have not updated your copyright your footer on the bottom of it how do i know that the content you're putting out is relevant and up to date yes Yes, hello Mm -hmm. so those are little tricks of the trade that business owners need to be aware of in order to reach that potential customer because everybody goes to google to research Everybody Love Google. Love Google. Everybody <laughs> goes to Google to research. So if they go to your page and it's not viable, it's not current, it's not up to date, mm-hmm. you're not going to appeal to everybody, true enough. Very true. But the niche market or the target market you're going after should have enough confidence in, okay, well, let me explore a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Let me dig a little bit deeper. Let me see what else is on your page. Mm-hmm. But if I go to the footer and the footer says 2018, 2017, deuces, I'm out. <laughs>
1: I love that. And and that's very true but you have some businesses who probably don't even think about that. Or they're like well I have like a webmaster who handles all of that. Well their webmaster's just like I'll just set up your webpage and that was two years ago. I don't have no access to that no more. So that's the conversation right? That has to happen and I think that that ties into what I consider um, just your overall checks and balances uh, for the business. I know people think that I'm crazy that I have individual folders for all of the different clients that I meet up with. Well that's how I keep up with everything for them right when the last time that I spoke to them when I checked into them what were some of their concerns what are we working on SWOT analysis I have to literally have a good background and be able to find the information at a moment's notice so being able to have a clear understanding that the same thing is true for your business is important something as simple as a date Mm -hmm. right as crazy as that or a post and be mindful too that you can actually schedule your posts so that's something else to take into consideration too you know there are apps that you can actually purchase that'll do it for you but a lot of people just literally just take to scheduling their posts on their own which is perfectly fine you can do that while you're brushing your teeth Mm -hmm. depending on what (laughs) what it is that you're trying to put out there i mean also um In San Antonio in particular, you have quite a few universities that have great internship programs for their schools of business. And a lot of those students, they are highly tech savvy, and they would love the opportunity to help you with your website, help you with your social media campaigns that you have going on, just overall marketing, because that guides them and gets them their actual internship hours, that exposure, that experience. And it also gives them a behind-the-scenes look at what it takes to actually run a business. So it's not one of situations where it's like, oh, I get some free labor, bring it on, type of deal. No, because remember, they're still students, so you still need to give them some guidance on what it is that you are attempting to do and the target market and what it is that you're trying to bring to the table. But it's just good to have them as a great asset to help you along the way.
0: Agreed. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Well, our time is winding down now, so give us a last couple of maybe like two or three tidbits that you would like to leave with the audience, and then we're going to find out your contact information if they want more.
1: Okay, so one thing that I will definitely say of to the audience is, of course... Please don't quit, right? Have conversations with different resource partners. Find out about those opportunities that are available to you. And I always tell people when you hear the word no, it actually stands for new opportunities. Girl, I like that. New opportunities. New opportunities. Yes. And I always uh, like to tell people too: make sure that you build like a good, solid network. And when I say that, I'm not talking about like networking at different events. I mean, network like you can contact contact that person and say, "Hey, do you know a good banker?" Or, "Hey, do you know somebody that does good business cards?" And be mindful too that the business owners that you literally hang around tells you a lot about how your business is going to be. So, if you hang around people who literally run businesses that are a little bit shady in most cases, People will probably assume that your business is a little bit shady because you start picking up on those shady habits. So hang around those people that literally are doing something for the good, that you're passionate about, that you can honestly say, I roll in this circle and be proud of it. Um, so that plays an integral role. And please, for The love of everything, as I mentioned, pay attention to your taxes. Even during this pandemic, Uncle Sam wants his money. (laughs) So September is rolling around and um, taxes are going to be due. So please make sure you're mindful of your quarterly sales tax because they're due in September.
0: (laughs) No doubt. As well as the extensions.
1: Yes. Yes. Those extensions
0: that you put off now are still coming due.
1: Yes, that's very true. And also be mindful, too, for those of you all who apply for PPP and might have gotten funding, you're going to start to see those loans come around to be due as well, the first payment. So if you're not applying for PPP forgiveness... Be expecting that to actually start rolling in. And with me saying that, I caveat and close on this. If you are applying for PPP forgiveness, but you have not been notified by the SBA that you have been approved, you are still expected to make your payment. So please be mindful of that. So you cannot say, well, I applied for forgiveness and I'm probably going to get it, so let me not make this payment. You still need to make your payments until they actually submit your letter of clearance and send it to you and it clearly states your ppp for whatever dollar amount has been forgiven okay so if you have not received that then they are expecting you to make that payment no doubt <laughs> so how can we get a hold of you or how can someone reach out to you yes up, oh, not a problem so Once again, Dr. Shantana Robinson. You can find me just about everywhere. But on Facebook, I'm Dr. Bridge Builder. Name of my actual company is called MFAD, and that's Management for a Day Creative Group, LLC. One of the largest contracts that I have right now is through the Women's Business Center and SBA. So if you want to find me on there, it is srobinson at liftfund.com. Or you can email me at my main box, which is Dr. Builder at management.com. Number four, com Phone number 210-960-7013. Whole bunch of information, but I would love to hear from you. Undoubtedly,
0: and she's not limited to San Antonio. I am not.
1: I've had clients
0: even outside of the country before. Love y'all all. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Robinson. You have been a joy and a pleasure to have here in the studio and on the hustle, juggle, and struggle of small business. Thank you much, guys. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at com. And don't forget to check out our website, PlemonsCPA.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio. David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc., You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office.